0: Hey friends, welcome to episode 121 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Dora Swift, and I am so thankful to be back with you. And if you have missed me or wondered where I've been, well, I live in Florida and Hurricane Ian hit Florida pretty hard last month. And I'm not the only one, but my entire home flooded, including my podcast studio. And thankfully I was able to save the podcast equipment, but my power supply cord was submerged in water for about 48 hours, so I had to order a new one. And But you know, it's really been an opportunity for God to just show His power and strength through our weaknesses and we can trust in Him. It's been a wonderful opportunity for communities to come together And to help each other and lift one another up as we're called to do. And so friend, I'm just so thankful to be back with you. You have no idea. And thank you so much for all your prayers and support, encouragement and everything. Uh, that you've done through this time. And I'm just excited to bring this episode to you today. It's my friend, Charlotte Guest. She has a podcast called Emptiness Guests, and she has a heart for empty nesters. But we're also talking about marriages. She shares a time in her marriage that was uh, a difficult season and how her and her husband now became marriage mentors. And she also shares how her dog became a therapy dog. And she also is part of Comfort Canines. And so I want you to hear about that because you might have a dog that could be a therapy dog. You never know. But first, here is a word from Access More. Welcome back to the Fierce Calling Podcast. I am so excited today because I am having a really great friend on as a guest. And the coolest thing is, is that her last name is Guest, Charlotte Guest. She is a podcast host of the Empty Nest Guest Podcast. She's a writer, a speaker, an artist, which I love. And she is also a marriage mentor along with her hubby, Gordy. And she also founded Comfort Canines of Tulsa, so hopefully we'll have Charlotte share a little bit about that too. I met her in person at the Spark Podcast Conference for Spark Media, and we just clicked right off the bat. She's awesome. And I've been on her show too. Charlotte, welcome to Fierce Calling. So great to have you on. Oh, thank you, such and
1: listeners. It was great having Doris on emptiness guests. I thought we had a wonderful podcast and got to really talk with so many about having a fierce calling and how important that is. And it's it's an honor to be on your wonderful show.
0: Thank you, Charlotte. And we have been planning this for a while, you know, to be on each other's shows. So, Charlotte, I would love if you would share a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect.
1: Oh, I love, I do love that, that you are, are doing that um, and, and using that tagline. And and that is exactly what happened with Empty Nest Guests. And, you know, this podcast started really at the onset of the pandemic and, and the world is wondering what, what is going on? So many questions, you know, we were out to dinner wondering if we should even be out to dinner with some friends and talking about how we were just seeing people reacting so differently than we thought really well meaning strong Christians marriages were struggling people were um, we saw really great people just question faith and and things happening and I was like what in the world could I do and how could I offer some hope and this sweet friend of mine we were thinking about Having a podcast together, but she had elder care issues and a precious son to graduate. And it just wasn't the right timing for her. But she said, You know what, Charlotte, God's given you this last name. Have emptiness guests and just have other guests on and maybe through talking with them. So my show is more of an interview format, um, like, well, like you. Mm-hmm. And we talk to other people to bring about what God's doing. And so that was all great. That was a conversation that happened. But as a um, as a writer, I was working on getting my website together. So those of us that are writers and any of you out there, you know, it's helpful to have a website that just kind of lets people land and find you. And I had this photographer come over that Doris, I'd never met her before. This other photographer couldn't come. And so she said, um, Hey, why don't you have Lauren come over this other photographer? And I said, sure, that'd be wonderful. So Lauren's taking pictures. We're getting things ready for kind of a platform. I was going to harness some different things and ministries that I'm involved in together in one website. And as she was leaving, her camera was like over her shoulder. She was walking out my front door and she said, Hey, Charlotte, have you ever thought about recording a podcast? And it was like one of those Holy spirit moments where I just looked at her and I said, how could you possibly, I said, do you know my friend Diane? Like the whole thing was crazy. (laughs) And she said, no, not at all. And she said, I just, I think you have a nice voice and you have a lot of things going on and I'm starting a studio. And so I will comp you I'll you know, come in and let's record three sessions and you can help me test my equipment. And then if you have some things that you're thinking about, I mean, it was just crazy. She came in, we sat down for a little bit, we prayed together. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this is how you know that something is supposed to happen. When, for me, I don't know about you, Doris, but, and listeners, for a lot of things in my life, when someone else has thought of me for something, mm-hmm. it feels like a God wink yeah. instead of me trying to make things happen. Yes. And yeah. so I went in and you know what listeners, I would even tell you, if you've never listened to the emptiness guest podcast, I don't think I'd start with the first episode, <laughs> which is just me. I would go straight to the second one where I actually have a guest because the first one, you're kind of fumbling around. You're not real sure what you're doing and you're trying to introduce things. And, you know, at that time I had a producer, but it, it seems, I feel like I've grown up. Do you feel that way? Like, I feel like I've grown up and matured as the podcast has gone along. Mm -hmm. You just feel like you have your wits about you a little bit, like, you know what you're doing a bit better. And so I'm just really thankful for that time, but that's how that came about. And I just started asking the Lord, like, as people who are empty nesting and these marriages are not doing well and women are not doing well and women of faith are are, are becoming depressed and people are losing hope, like, Lord, what guests do you want me to have on? And that's basically how it started. Hmm.
0: I love that, Charlotte, so much. How you went through how this kind of laid out when that person came over, you know, what was her name? Her name was Lauren. Lauren. And it was just, it was amazing.
1: Lauren, the photographer that I didn't even know. It was yeah. literally a, Hey, nice to meet you. And ended with a I have a podcast studio. I need to test equipment. Would you be willing? And that is the birth. That's the birthing of empty nest guests, which is amazing.
0: I love that so much. And it's so true. It is confirmation. You know, when these things happen that you think how in the world other than God, could this have happened this particular photographer and what would she have to do with having, you know, uh, a studio that she's starting up, willing to allow you to use the space. And then seeing seeing that in you when she didn't really even know you that well. But it right. just was like the Lord giving that, yeah, Charlotte, this is what I'm calling you to do. That is a fierce calling for sure. And well, and,
1: and I don't know. I mean, I think you, you're a mentor to me and, and I know you've been a mentor to other people. And I think what the Lord's done in my life and listeners, I would encourage you when people think of you for things, I've been really blessed to have a couple of older women in my life who have taught me, Hey, that's not coincidental, you know, tune in your Holy spirit listening ears and make sure that your discernment and, you know, that you're prayed up every day that you don't miss these things that are not coincidental. You know, that if I wasn't in the right place spiritually, I might've just been like, well, that's a coincidence. And, you know, and you just, and you move on so quickly, but if you're tuned in to each day, I believe all of us have things that the Lord wants us to carry out. And he just connects people. If you're in that posture for being connected, he will connect you to the people that he wants you to be connected with. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Each day, I believe all of us have things that the Lord wants us to carry out and he just connects people. If you're in that posture for being connected, he will connect you to the people that he wants you to be connected with. And you have to be on your toes and listening though, I think, because there've been many times I spent a lot of time as a busy 30 year old. That was just, it's unfortunate, but just too busy, too busy doing God instead of listening to God.
0: Yeah, that's such a great point, Charlotte, because it is true. We we need to be in step with the Spirit. We need to be aware of the divine appointments that God puts in our path every day. And these yes. things happen often. And, you know, someone who isn't, like you say, in step with the Lord or paying attention may miss a divine appointment that was meant, you know, for them. So I just, I really love that. We are starting off talking about that because that's something that affects everyone. And the fact that you have a podcast about empty nesters, you know, like that could be people of different ages and different seasons. Sometimes we tend to think it's somebody, you know, like uh, maybe an older couple or something, but not necessarily because you have a lot of families, younger families who have the last kids out of the nest or going to college, you know, and and all of a sudden it's like, wow, what happened? You know? (laughs) Well, and I've been really blessed, you know, I just, I would just say,
1: Lord, okay, you know, send me a guest or what do you think? Or what do you. And as I kept praying, I would, I would run it like I'd run into a friend at the grocery store, my dear friend that ended up with a divorce that she did not want. Mm. So her nest is so empty in her mind. Um, you know, she's a strong believer hand in hand with the Lord every day, hard, hard, hard divorce, but that empty is different than what my husband and I are dealing with. And then my sweet friend, I have like I have one that I'm really close to, but Doris, I found out the other day, I am almost 55 um, listeners. So the ladies in my life that I have, I have seven friends who are widows Mm -hmm. and all of them are under the age of 63. And that is a very different empty nest. And it's just, you know, it's, I've wanted my eyes to be open to the different kinds of empty Mm -hmm. and, you know, a friend of mine really struggling in her marriage the other day, she said, I have the emptiest nest. He's still there, but we are just living as roommates. And so there's a lot of emotions and a lot of things going on, a lot of behaviors in the empty nest. And that word can mean, can mean so many different things for people in the encore years, you know? Yeah,
0: that is so true. And just referring to your home as a nest you know, it, it's something, too, that I think those who struggle with maybe infertility or, you know, things like that can really um, be encouraged by the yes. message of, you know, what God wants them to hear, you know, hear how they're not alone. You know, that all of these different ways that we can experience, because really, when you think about it, if you take the nest word away, you're left with empty, and yes. so that can mean so many different things, right, Charlotte?
1: That's exactly right. And, you know, you can you can be a Christian who has every single intent to live right. And, you know, one thing that I do want to make sure we address right up front is um, so many times I think women and, and, and many men feel empty because you're just not well. And at this stage in life, our hormones are are off some Um, when you're when your hormone levels are off and and depression sneaks in and you've never dealt with that and you've never dealt with a lot of the things that happen to premenopausal and menopausal women. That empty feeling is so real that might be able to be tweaked a bit with just some help from a really great medical professional Mm -hmm. or, you know, the exercise that you need to amp up just a little bit and talk with people about wellness. There's so many good things that can happen from just making sure that we are living a healthy life and, and treating our temples the way that God would want us to, and get get back on track with our health, so that emptiness isn't a um, physical thing that you're dealing with. Mm,
0: that is so good, right there. And thinking about it, because sometimes people might think of the word empty, and you know that's something when we have when we have a, an emptiness in our soul or we feel empty, you know, to fill it with, you know, we need to fill it with, with the Lord. Like he is the one that we are yearning and craving um, to have that relationship, that personal relationship with. And then oftentimes we are close and connected to the Lord, but there are things that are going on in our lives in different seasons that change and having conversations is so important because the conversation can allow other people to be more prepared or better prepared for things that might come down the pike that they hadn't thought about before. You know, so this way people yes. don't get blindsided, you know? Absolutely. You can immediately go to like a, oh, wow,
1: empty. But, you know, it can also be a verb. Mm-hmm. And that's what my husband and I love to to talk with people about that we do the marriage mentoring with is that you you need to empty of yourself every day, empty and act of, of absolutely pouring yourself out to be filled with the Lord so that you live the way that he wants you to live, you know, and, yeah. and so many days I do pray, Lord, you know, empty me of me, <laughs> get me out of the way to be full of you. And so I like that you can kind of harness what can seem like a little dismal, like empty If you turn that into an action, like a verb, like, hey, empty me and and fill me up with you. It's more of an empowering word in a way.
0: Yeah, that is so good. I love that. And it kind of reminds me, I had Valerie Ellis on the show. She came out a few episodes ago and it was really great conversation. And she writes children's books and she has littles at home and they have a word that they'll put on the calendar and each day, and then they'll talk about that one word. And that's kind of what came out in the conversation where she was saying, you know, well, what do you think this word means? Um, Oh, the word was still, I think. And so it was like, you know, we think about still as not moving or still as being still and being quiet. But she said that her son actually, you know, she said, well, do you think it could also mean that God is still with us or that kind of way to think about it. So it just reminded me of that when you were bringing that up, that we can really look at a different perspective, like have a different perspective on, on something that we might, our mind just goes right to one thing, which isn't the case. So I love that. You yes. Said that. That's
1: so sweet that she's doing that. Hey listeners, we need to all do that with our, <laughs> if we have littles around, I love that. That's yeah. a great, that's a great thought. And I love that because still I'm a very type a person. And so for me, the be still, um, is something I try to do twice a day. And I try to pause and just reorient, um, myself (laughs) to just, okay, let's take, let's take a moment here. Even if it's just, you know, 30 seconds to three minutes to just, uh, say, I give everything and everyone to you, you know, that, that stillness is, is a great need for me as a busy little type a person for sure.
0: Yeah. That's so good, and I love that you and your husband mentor young couples who are preparing for marriage, and how did that come about, and what does that look like when you do that, Charlotte?
1: Oh, wow. I'm so glad that I can talk about it now with a full heart because um, listeners out there, any of you that are in a valley right now. We were in a very deep and very dark valley. Um, And and I thank God, honestly, for that valley. Now, I don't know that I would have signed up for the exact one that we went through, but we had three children, um, almost age six, almost age four and 18 months old. And we were a tired, very um, stressed out couple dealing with starting a business and some financial woes that were so hard. And our sweet little boy had gone through a lot of illnesses. Another illness started. That's a whole nother story. And so life was really, really hard and we just lost our way. And we had, we've even dealt with broken trust, which was really hard. And so we thank the Lord had community around us, um, and a wonderful pastor at our church that said you guys you guys are a strong couple with wonderful children you need to get it together and we had people that spoke hard truth into us about get some help now and i love that this very special pastor friend of ours said i know just who you need to go to so listeners if you go to emptiness guests i believe i don't remember which episode it is but there is an episode um, that says, how do men and women process empty nesting differently? And it was such an honor, Doris. I have Gordy on, my dear husband of 33 years, mm-hmm. and we had our marriage counselors on. So we stayed friends with them. Like this, our our valley happened in, in 2011. Mm-hmm. And we stayed in counseling for a year and we basically rewired ourselves and we, we rewired our commitment to each other. We had so much to learn. We were from um, really nice Christian families in a nice hometown where everybody kind of knew each other. And we had a a good, you know, pastor that married us, but I think he thought because we had nice families and we were fine Mm -hmm. that we didn't dive into anything. And I'm telling you everything that's out there now, I bet you feel this way, Doris all of the things we can put our hands on personality tests, do a little archaeology, find out about our birth order. What's our love language. We didn't do any of that. Mm. And so we were two walking wounded people that when, when the chips were down, we, the the easiest thing to do for our anger to land and our frustration to land was just to land it on each other. Mm.
0: Have you ever been in a place like that? Wow. That, that is so true. Like, what you were saying, because yeah, when, when we are in a valley, it, it's really hard, especially if we aren't prepared, you know, for that valley and, you know, before it, before it happens kind of thing. Yes. And, you know,
1: in our valley, um, and then one thing I want to remind listeners about is, is the 23rd Psalm. If you, if you really pull that one apart, he will lead us through the valley Of the shadow of death. We never are led to the valley. And that word through Mm. is so key because it doesn't say he'll lead you through it in 30 seconds and two counseling sessions and you're all better. We were there for a year Mm. and we had a wonderful counselor, Brent and Janice, like I said, they're on my podcast where we learned that, that Gordy had a way of doing life. I had a way of doing life Um, we had to decide that we had to draw a line in the sand and we were going to step over that line and we weren't going to spend all of these hours on, you know, where people say the chicken or the egg or the cart before the horse, like, well, you know, this happened or did this happen first? Or did this happen first at some point in time in a marriage that's going through trouble, Mm -hmm. You have to say, we're going to step over this line and we're going to run this race together and we're going to hold hands and we're going to have Jesus at the center of this marriage, not our own selfishness, not our trouble, not our financial problems, not our stresses and woes. We have got to do this thing with Jesus Christ in the center every single day, or we're not going to make it. And thankfully we had a wonderful, wonderful counselor who Saw what we needed for each other. And so we each got a bit healthier. And then he saw what we needed as a couple. And we were so blessed by that time that we thought, you know what, that old, that little saying of just pay it forward. We thought, you know what, if we can help young couples avoid what we went through and just lead them along the way that we wish that we would have, you know, gone down before, because we kind of got out of premarital counseling because we were just nice people. And it, and it just doesn't make sense. And this was back in the 80s too. So I think some things were a little different, but there's so much, um, they're, they're wonderful books. You know, there's one, Love and Respect. There's, um, Brent and Janice have a book, The Making of a Marriage by Brent and Janice Sharp. There's, um, you know, so many things out there that, that Gordy and I really needed to learn about each other. And so we kind of found almost a new way because we became new people. And we were, we were believers. We were just, we were just uh, doing Christ and we weren't walking with him. Yeah.
0: It kind of reminds me of the scripture where like it says, God makes all things new. Like he makes all things new, even though there's nothing new under the sun, but yet you both, you went through a transformation together. And I love how you said we rewired our commitment to each other. That's, oh my gosh, that's an awesome statement right there.
1: And, you know, we had to learn, like we had let go of a lot of words, um, that were so important. We, we didn't really have a plan, you know, we, we just kind of woke up and we were so reactive to these precious children and their needs. And we were reactive to so many things. We, I don't think we prayed together well during that, that part of our life. And we certainly were not prioritizing. I mean, I became very child centric and, and poor Gordy, um, would say you know in a very nice way maybe there were some leftovers there but he said you know what i wasn't pursuing you mm-hmm. and so those words are really important to us with these young couples that we talked to about pursuing and prioritizing and praying and all these things that we learned that are now just just what we do um and and we needed to learn that many many years ago And it's, it's an honor to sit with the young couple and, you know, they haven't really had a big issue like we, we had, like we were in a crisis mode, honestly, in counseling and, and thank God that we went every week and then we kind of, you know, went to every other week and then every month. And, you know, you start to, you start to heal together, but these young couples, we just love them with their fresh little, you know, premarital yeah. commitments and and what a joy to teach and, and facilitate what we had been taught um, from other people, you know, that blessed us.
0: Yeah, it's so important because there are so many marriages out there that are struggling. And you think about it, like you said, a plan that y'all didn't have a plan. And I think that is so cool because you are giving the tools and resources to these couples that are preparing for marriage, yes. that they have some kind of a plan because, you know, people are raised so differently and parenting styles can be so different if people don't get on the same page before they even have a child, you know, and so that could be a source of contention. You know, the parents should never argue together in front of the child, you know, about right. things. Right, so, yeah. And, you know, in this empty nesting
1: phase, one thing that I really appreciate is so much of the wonderful um, information. We have two different curriculums that we, we actually, since we're empty nesters, we actually worship at two churches in our hometown of Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is, is really great because you can, you you don't have any kids at home. So one week we might go to one church and one week we go to another. And there's two different curriculums out there that are great. Um, Symbus is one, which is called saving your marriage before it starts. And the other is called couple to couple. And they're both really, really wonderful, you know, but the thing that we try to lean into is that empty nesting marriages can benefit. From some of this stuff, because I bet a lot of people were like us. They didn't go through some things that we need to go through. Um, and and you know women need to get in touch with a few things that are different than men. And the frustration of empty nesting can come out in anger and it can also come out in a lot of distancing and a lot of um, there's a big a big trap, I think in empty nesting. For marriage marriages or people who are together as a couple, that is also out there for young people. And it's this lie that says, Well, if you really knew me, if you really loved me, then you would know exactly what I need. Mm -hmm. And that is what I think happens in Hollywood. You know, it's like, Well, they didn't really know. So I'm just going to move on to the next marriage or the next person. And this is a great time, empty nesting, and when you're starting out, you know, young marriage to, to just say, if you really love me, you're going to find out what I need. We're going to find out together. You're going to ask the right questions. You're going to learn. And, and women, we've got to tell these men, Hey, listen, I would love to talk with you about what my heart is needing right now. And men sit with your wife in that, you know, there's just been so much that we've learned. And I just don't want people to, to ignore that there needs to be a plan and you've got to have Christ in the middle.
0: Yeah. That is so, so key right there, like you said, having Christ in the middle of your marriage and then thinking about it when you learn these skills early on of communication, you know, open communication and don't just assume things because you make up these stories in your mind that aren't even true, you know, and then, you know, you try to think what the other person's thinking and they're not even thinking that. And so open communication is so important because, like you said, when you get to, the years where maybe, you know, you, you are an empty nest, then you have these two people that, you know, really shouldn't be strangers to each other. That's exactly right. And, you know, I, I
1: just am looking at your wonderful title of your podcast right now, fierce calling, you know, and I, I kind of feel like Doris, I did kind of rise up and go, you know what? There is a call right now, I guess, on this emptiness guest that's starting and God started this, but, It did feel like a just imperative message that I wanted people to have to seize the time now, like Mm -hmm. empty yourself now, fill yourself with Christ, dig in, lean in, look up in this empty nesting phase. There is so much life that can come Mm -hmm. if you just wake up and remind yourself that your life has meaning, you have a mission, you have a ministry probably right around the corner. And the main thing that I feel like you and I both really connected on at that podcast conference is one call that I feel like I have is to make people aware that there is an enemy who is after us every single day. He will wants to steal and kill and destroy your marriage, your heart. He doesn't want your heart to be full. He doesn't want your heart to feel like you have anything worthy at all. And we have to talk about that and armor up. You know, I was thinking about when when you were saying, you know, when Gordy and I were young and we didn't have a plan. We did not actively put on any of our of our armor at all, mm-hmm. as found in Ephesians. We didn't armor up at all. We just woke up and tried to get kids dressed for the day. Mm-hmm. And we have time now at this phase to really get our our mind oriented to be listening, our hearts pr- listening, and and, and learning from what Christ has and remind ourselves that that's going to be opposed.
0: Yeah, so true. Yeah, we have a target on our back, you know, when we are trying to share the love of Christ with other people and share the gospel and help people have solid, strong marriages. Because like you said, the enemy wants to divide people and cause division. And he does not want a strong marriage, especially if we have two Christ followers And then, you know, you get married, you become one flesh and you are definitely a a threat to the dark side. And even those listeners who are single and find themselves empty nesters, that is something that they have to really think about, too, because sometimes the things that are happening are because we're doing something right. You know, it's like we're. That's exactly right. Yes. You know, what God wants us to do and And we do. We all have fierce callings. And I try to always emphasize that we don't have to wait for something like parting the Red Sea or something like that. Everything that God calls us to do in whatever season that we're in is a fierce calling because it's something that is furthering the kingdom of God and working with him in partnership. So I love that, you know, you're doing this with your empty nest guests podcast, and then you're mentoring couples and, and then you also have the, the pups, right? That the comfort canines of Tulsa. Oh, that's been such a fun thing. And I tell you what, that story. So
1: listeners, I just love therapy dog work. And I want, if anybody's wondered if you have a wonderful, sweet little dog at home that just has a nice little temperament and and you feel like deep in your spirit, like, I wonder if that dog could be a therapy dog. Please go immediately to the Alliance of Therapy Dog website and make sure that it's Alliance of Therapy Dog. I think when you Google it, the first one that pops up is something different. Mm-hmm. But the Alliance of Therapy Dogs can can take you through how to do this with your own dog. And I am so passionate about it. I got started just very quickly with our precious little now seven pound precious little dog. He was two pounds when we got him. He's a little Morky and we just went to basic obedience school and there the trainer was like, Hey, he would be a great therapy dog. He's really fun. He sits on people's laps. He's doing great. So that was how that got started. Again, for me, it was someone else that mentioned that this was something that I should do. Well, the craziest thing happened, Doris, as you said, when you're doing something great, sometimes the enemy comes to steal and destroy. So I signed up with this one particular group in our hometown, and it was the craziest thing. They were more about the control and where they were serving and tried to even pass off that their dogs were like superior than other dogs. It was crazy. And I discerned in my heart, like, this is not right. And so long story short, there was another man in town that felt the same way. So we kind of, kind of flanked off and that's when comfort canines of Tulsa started. And do you know that the Lord has, we have both of, um, We have this posted on our, on one church that we go to, that it's like a life group that you can be a part of. And so we get all these wonderful Christian people and their Christian dogs and they go on and get certified. And we just love to go out and serve together now. But it was crazy that even that ministry was, was uh, kind of thwarted in the beginning. Isn't that sad for a therapy dog
0: group? (laughs) (laughs) I love that, that it's a life group of people, you know, and their, and their dogs doing this and it just, it. I remember, it reminds me, because when my dad was in the hospital, and, you know, when you think of the therapy dogs, they do all kinds of different wonderful things. And and when we were there, because sometimes you think of it, oh, as they go and they visit the patients and stuff, but we were in the waiting room waiting because he was going through surgery. And these couple of dogs, um, throughout the day, there were two different shifts that came through of these Awesome dogs and and we just you know loved petting them and it really it did bring a level of um like oh peace and and took our minds off of what was happening. Goodness. Yes. And your blood pressure lowers 10 points. It's a proven fact
1: when you pet a dog or an animal or a horse, or those of you that are horse lovers, there's horse therapy out there. Uh-huh. It is just the most beautiful thing to watch for me, my little guy and I, we love serving at one very special place in Tulsa called the little lighthouse. And it's for special needs children. And and what he can do that is without words, just by just by being on the lap of a little child or being next to this little child that maybe might even be nonverbal. It is a beautiful thing. To watch. And then I have another dog. We got a blue Sharpe, which is really interesting during COVID. I don't know listeners, if you guys <laughs> did anything like off the cuff where you're like, Hey, it's COVID we're home. How many of you got dogs out there? You know, a lot <laughs> of people got pets. A lot of people got a different car cleaned out their house. I mean, there were all these things that were happening, but this dog was so stubborn. And I thought I am pretty good at um, one of my callings, I do believe, is I am really good with dogs and I can help people. I became a tester, so I help people in town. This stubborn dog, oh my gosh, I would never thought we were going to get her where she could do this, and do you know... So much of what I noticed when I was working with her reminded me of the Lord saying to me, Charlotte, this is how you were in your twenties and thirties. And just like you are working with your new dog, Pearl, I have been working with you for a really long time and, and it was really neat. And the other thing not to stay on the dog topic for too long, but what I want listeners to know, if you have a dog at home. Pay attention what God's been showing me lately. I came across like a a conversation in a book. It wasn't an exact quote, but it was about how dogs are just in the present always. They don't have regrets. They don't have things they wish they would have done better. They don't have the ability to feel condemned. They are just in the present moment. And God shows me that every day that Charlotte just be in the present And that has been learned. That's been learned from a couple of really sweet dogs, you know?
0: Wow. That is so cool how God is teaching these lessons through the relationship with this beloved pet that you have. And you know how we can learn that. So I'm so glad that you shared that because that's going to encourage some listeners today. It might even encourage... A listener to go get a dog and well, find the and right some of dog the best
1: dogs. Yeah. Some of the best dogs are from the shelters. Oh my gosh. We have one of our p- most precious dogs. She was a day away from being euthanized oh. and they called her and they said, black dogs don't get adopted very often at the shelter. And this was a black lab. Mm-hmm. And my friend Derek went and got this, this dog that he named Darcy. And I'm telling you, she is one of the champions in the therapy dog world in Tulsa. Because when she gets with a group of kids, she just rolls over and they pet her. And I thought, you know what? Dogs, animals, there are, our... look at creation. Look how amazing Jesus is with like Clydesdale horses and what they do. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, the Navy uses some dolphins to do things. And then you have birds that were used, carrier pigeons. All Look at these callings that these animals have yeah. that were created. And it's just astounding to me how creation has calling. And, and it is so evident in these wonderful therapy dogs.
0: Right. Yeah. Like we think of the Ark, you know, Noah's Ark and, you know, all those things. So that, that is really cool. I I love that you also provided the website and I'll put that in the show notes too, so that people can check that out to see if maybe your dog might be a candidate.
1: Any, absolutely. And listeners, if you have any questions about it, I'm so passionate about it. And and when you go on that website, if you live in the United States, you'll put in your uh, zip code and you can find an area tester. And if you have any questions, you can go to um, charlotteguest.com and you have to do the HTTPS whatever to forward, you know, slashes charlotteguest.com there. I have a you can just email me and ask me a question. Or there's a link that will also take you to that site too, because I just love helping. And I'm going to tell you what, Christian therapy dog teams are needed in the world out there. And some people help elderly, some help special needs, some do hospice, some go to hospitals. It's it's a wonderful calling out there. Wow.
0: Well, I'm glad we talked about this because I, I don't think there's a lot of people that may realize this is a thing that they can do with their own dog or that, you know, it, that is, there's an actual program, you know, there, there might be people who know about it, but I, I didn't know the extent of it. So I'm glad we talked about it because it, it is, it's just, it's another way to share the love of Christ with people and it really is, you know, and connect with them. And, you know, dogs just give that unconditional love and it's just so precious. So, love it charlotte well thank you so much and i know you already gave your website but can you also uh just kind of reiterate again how the listener can connect with you and how can they find your art that you do and that kind of thing oh yeah that's been a fun thing okay that happened at the spark collective
1: too at the podcast conference um I was thinking about you know most of us that podcast you guys it's a ministry so a lot of us are seeding this and you know a few people um, get you know sponsors and and you know if you're super famous then you're monetized and all of that but I just kept trusting the Lord with the podcast and I kept thinking wonder if there would be a way to just involve more people. And so I have loved, I've, ever since I was a little girl, and that's one thing I want to make sure listeners know too, when you look at your callings and you're trying to figure it out, think of all the things you loved as a little girl. Like I loved dogs as a little girl. I loved art. I was always drawing. And so I, I am not a, um, I mean, I am an art teacher in town for a group called Operation Aware. And we work with some special, children that want to learn about art. And so I am an art mentor, but there are lots of artists in Tulsa that are professional artists. So I consider myself a hobby artist, but I do paint a lot. And for me, painting is a de-stressor. I just feel calm and love to create things. And I really give a lot away. I have one store that sells art here of mine in Tulsa, which is such a blessing, but I put some of my cards on Etsy. So I think you can go to Charlotte Guest Art. And there's some little note cards. And do you know, Doris, it dawned on me at the conference to use every dime that I might sell of selling art. And that is what paid for my studio fees.
0: Wow. And
1: so that's how the Lord provided that, you know, I, I blessed the business here in Tulsa, which is um, LA productions, which, you know, produces my podcast, but somebody's got to pay them. And so, so sales from my art have just made it where the ministry has enabled emptiness guests to go on. And so, you know, I just want listeners to know if you have things that you're, you know, that you're passionate about or you're creative or you're, you know, get yourself on Etsy. You might be surprised that someone out there just happens to see something you've created and loves it. And then there would be a seed into a ministry or a calling that you have that you wondered, how am I ever going to get that off the ground? And it's just been amazing to just kind of God kind of showed that to me in my hotel room, like, hey, why don't you do this? And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've never thought of it. Wow. And so it's been it's been
0: a blessing for sure. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. And I I hope that it is going to encourage a listener out there who has been thinking about doing something like that and wondering, is that the Lord saying that? And then, you know, now you're confirming things and you're encouraging them to express because we're. You know, we're all artists. Some of us may not consider ourselves artists or creative, but you know, if we don't paint or things like that, but we are all creatives because we were created by a creative God and and so we all have gifts and talents that the creator has given us. Absolutely. You know that we that we are to use for the furtherance of the kingdom, to bless other people, to love others. You know, and so I love that, Charlotte. And this has been so fun. I'm so glad that we got to do this. And Oh, I'm, me too. I'm
1: honored yeah. to be on this wonderful podcast. It's Aww. been such a blessing to listen to your incredible episodes. I love them. I'm always, every time I sign off, I'm like, I'm ready to go do something great. I <laughs> love <laughs> You talk about compassions and passions, and I'm like, that's right, Doris, and I'll just talk in my car when I'm listening to you. So.
0: <laughs> Praise God, you know, because that's what the heart of Fierce Calling is, is to encourage whoever is listening, because God already knows who's going to listen, and each guest has a unique story and unique gifts and the way that they're using them, and I just want to encourage others out there that they have been gifted, like you said earlier, Charlotte, they have a purpose, they have a fierce calling, and so just to encourage those to work on those things that God has already equipped them to do, and that just kind of like be open to those things, and we're all in this together, yeah. And you know, it just dawned on
1: me today is, um, I know people listen to this all over the world in different time zones and different, um, which is so fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But today we're recording this on um, July 5th of 2022 and my mentor who passed away, she was on one of my podcasts where we talk about purpose Mm -hmm. and her name is Shirley. And so this is her birthday. So this is Uh fun that we are, I first had the, my, my, the flames were fanned by Shirley, who is on one of my podcasts about your purpose, but she gave me a very, um, important goal. She said, Charlotte, I'm, I'm nearing heaven and she is in heaven now. She would have been 87. And she said, please take this lesson that she had taught me long ago. And it was, um, finding your own very personal mission statement, which can be a stepping stone to a super fierce calling. Mm -hmm. And I do have that as a free PDF. So if people go to the charlotteguest.com, right when you get there, it'll say, here's a free PDF. And that can be really fun to unveil uh, the passions and purposes. And you get to find three words that kind of describe you. And it's a a fun process. You don't have to be hurried um, when you do it. Just enjoy taking the time. And when you figure out three words, that really can get you on some stepping stones about a fierce calling.
0: Nice. Well, I love that too. And I know on your website, because I'm glad that you brought that up, because I thought it was so cool how you have lists of words that you can have people choose, you know, and circle different words that resonate with them and create that mission statement. Because it is It is really important. And so I love that, Charlotte, and I'm glad that you give that away on your website. And I hope that the listeners will check that out. And I will definitely have your podcast um, link and your website link in the show notes. And this has just been great. Oh, it's been so fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you are a dear, and you are, you are blessing so many people through your amazing podcast. It's an honor to be here and listeners. Thank you for your time. I always want to thank people. Time is valuable. So you could have been doing anything. So thank you for listening to both of us.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. And, uh, yep. And you're such an encourager friend. So I, yeah, I hope to have you on again sometime and we'll talk more because we could talk for hours. we could thank you so much doris thank you listeners all right well god bless you and we will talk soon friend sounds great thank you so much for listening today wasn't Charlotte Guest An amazing guest I told you she would be And you're going to Love her podcast When you check that out too And don't forget to Check the show notes Because I have the links To what we talked about In the show notes And you can find Charlotte at CharlotteGuest.com And I am so thankful for you again. Thank you for all your prayers and support and encouragement through this really difficult season. And, you know, I am writing a Bible study and it's called Surrender the Joy Stealers, Rediscover the Jesus Joy in You. And friend, that's going to be coming out soon. And I want you to be up on that. So be sure to go to DorisSwift.com and join my email list because those on my email list will get the first information of what's coming and I'll tell you what. this book was meant to wait because I definitely included this experience with the hurricane in the sixth week of the six week Bible study. It's a six week Bible study, and I'm encouraged and excited to bring that to you, friend. And so I will be sharing more about that in the coming weeks. And I would also love to have an opportunity to speak at your next women's event. So remember that, uh, you can go to what the website website, doriswift.com, and let's have a chat about that. And I hope you'll join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.